aggression. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode four of Ruthless Recap. I am joined by the Mikey Whipwreck to my Tajiri Damon. Hey. And the world's strongest man, Dean. Dean, how you doing? Well, you know, I'm the strongest in some ways, but not others. Aren't we all? Yes. But actually, before we even begin, I want I want that Mikey Whipwreck and Tajiri thing explained to me. What do you mean? What do you mean the like the Mikey Whipwreck to my Tajiri? What's Damon, the connection there? Damon is the worst tag partner. Oh. And like, oh. listen, Mike, I like Mikey Whipwreck, but Tajiri, you know? You know what? But Mikey Whipwreck has a clean victory over Steve Austin. Ooh, I'm going to take that as a win, actually. Okay, and Tajiri teamed with William Regal. Same difference. Okay. okay. <laughs> we are here with our first pay-per-view as Ruthless Recap. It is WWE Global Warning. I, I, I know I fucked that up like 80 times last episode. Global Warning. Uh, it happened on August 10th, 2002, but for some reason aired November of 2002, uh, emanating from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, and the reason we decided to do it now is because if we did it in November when it aired, it wouldn't make sense uh, due to who some of the champions are. So here we are, sponsored by Xbox. We got Michael Cole and Taz on commentary. 56,000 people in Colonial Stadium. Now, uh, got a question for you guys. Uh, it is no longer Colonial Stadium. Do you know what it's called now? Well, you showed me, so I'm out. Ooh, I have no idea. So it is now Docklands Stadium, but they, uh, are, uh, they, they have a sponsor in Marvel, so it is also known as Marvel Stadium. Huh, okay. Uh, Stephanie McMahon comes out to the ring. Uh, I note that the, the ring announcing and the music is pretty quiet. Did you guys notice that at all? Oh, yeah, totally. It was kind of hard at some points to figure out who was getting a pretty good pop. Yeah, actually, that's that's fair because at least the way the sound mix was mixed at first – it sounded like the crowd like actually reacted to Jiri. I mean, not to Jiri. Oh my gosh, Jiri was not on the show. Uh, Rikishi, I wish he was. They 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 reacted to Rikishi like super loud, and I thought like they were just going crazy for him. But like then I was like, then like the reactions didn't seem nearly as loud compared to the music the rest of the night to me, comparatively anyway. Right. Yeah, they kind of screwed the pooch on the audio a lot. Yeah. Also, I note that the entrance ramp. Uh, was ridiculously long, but like super thin. Uh, that's what she said. The main event tonight is Rock defending his WWE Undisputed title against Triple H and Brock Lesnar. Big triple threat. Uh, Stephanie gets to the ring and she welcomes Melbourne to the WWE. She says it's been 18 years since they were last in Australia, which is incorrect. I looked it up. It's actually been 16 years. Still a long time, though. I'm surprised they didn't, like, go more often in the intervening time. Well, uh, I'm glad you bring that up because I think I found the reason why uh, it had been so long. I actually found the last card WWF held there uh, before this. So I'm going to run it by you guys and see if uh, you would have gone to this show. Okay. okay. So this is September 6th, 1986 at Festival Hall, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Salvatore Bellomo beats AJ Petruzzi. 
Gama Singh beats Bob Bradley. Tonga Kid beats Tiger Chung Lee. Sika beat Jim Powers. Paul Roma and SD Jones beat the Moondogs of Moondog Rex and Moondog Spot. Hillbilly Jim beat Greg Valentine by DQ. And the Junkyard Dog beat Brutus Beefcake. That, that card awful. sucks. Yeah, that sounds awful. Okay, so here's what's weird to me is that there are names on there that I'm super familiar with and other names yeah. I was like, who the hell is that? Who's Bob Bradley and Gama Singh? Gama? Oh, you don't know about the great Gama? Bro, is he also having six-star matches like Bubba and Big Show? <laughs> okay. To be serious, though, he's actually a manager in Impact right now. Oh, really? Yeah, he manages the Desi oh. Hits. He manages the Desi Hit Squad. Oh, shit. Though they're like a super jobber tag team. Like, they never win. Oh. Good for Gama Singh. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Stephanie doesn't really say much of anything. She says she wants to get the party started. And we're getting the party started off right. Rikishi takes on Rico in a kiss my ass match. A big pop for Rikishi. Michael Cole calls him the rump shaker, which uh, that, that's a fun little nickname. Uh, Taz says that no one in Australia has an ass the size of Rikishi. Would you guys agree? No, I would say no man in Australia probably does. That's, yeah, that's a fair assumption. I, I haven't been to Australia, so I don't know. But Rikishi got a big old ass on him. He got a big old ass on him. Stephanie actually breaks it down with the quiche dog during the entrance. She starts raising the roof with him. Uh, Tony Chimmel, you can hear the disdain in his voice while he's doing the announcing for this. Did you guys pick up on that? Oh, yeah. Especially saying that when you were watching it. Oh, my God. He's like, the following contest is a kiss my ass match. <laughs> he was pissed. Um, and it's, it's around this time that I noticed that Taz and Michael Cole – just shit on everyone on commentary and it's absolutely hilarious they did they really did like plus taz felt like he was just like saying random things throughout yeah. the entire night well dean uh, did you notice did you uh realize notice what have you that the commentary was not done in australia real oh, hmm yeah i guess they, i didn't notice that they did that like in connecticut or some shit at least in the states after the show was filmed. Okay, okay. I guess maybe they did that because like half the show didn't even get aired anyway. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, so Cole says that he actually has a story about Chimmel trying to get through customs with fat burners, but he refuses to go any further into that story. Uh, There's a lot of weird innuendos on the oh show. Oh my God, I know. Uh, well, here's an innuendo that wasn't even an innuendo. It was pretty on the nose. Um, uh, Taz says that Rico would actually want to lose this match because he's gay. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but I am. Because it's just, I see, the thing is, I didn't laugh at it when the show actually happened. I'm laughing at you recapping it. I mean, listen, I mean, okay, like, he didn't have to say it. Like, we, we're not that dumb. We all could have picked up on it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I, this is gonna, might sound weird, but I actually don't even think this stipulation was necessary. Like it was gonna, it's a Rikishi match. It was gonna happen regardless. Well, kinda, yeah. Um, also, Rico, he's wearing this beautiful uh, tiger print bodysuit. Um, it was actually his alternate attire, and here comes the pain. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Taz says that Michael Cole has a drinking problem. That's when I realized this is gonna be a good show. God. 
Is that really a thing? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm just like, they, they kept saying shit about each other this entire night. And I'm just like, these guys are like, it just sounds like they're just snipping at each other constantly. They're just, they're just having a good time, which I actually really like the commentary on this whole show. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to have more recaps about that later uh, throughout. Uh, so Rico actually sneak attacks the big quiche dog and he doesn't like that. Uh, he knows sells it. Rico tries to run away. Uh, but he's caught and he's whipped back into the ring over the top rope. Uh, we get some punches by Rikishi. He misses a clothesline, goes for a Samoan drop, but Rico reverses it with a super kick. Uh, we get some punches in the corner and kicks by Rico, and then he does that uh, rope-assisted springboard kick to Kishi's face. Rico goal, uh, goes for a roll-up, but Kishi does not fall into the roll-up, and he starts smacking that ass. Uh, Rico gets out of the way. Uh, Kishi hits a big belly-to-belly on him. Taz says that you can see the venom spewing from Rikishi's left ass cheek. I, okay. So why specifically the left? That's what I want to know. You know, I, I, you're at your preaching to the choir. I have no clue. If I had to take a guess, wasn't like his left thigh and ass cheek even maybe taped up? Would that oh, the, ass, the ass cheek wasn't taped up. I would have noticed that. I would have been mad. That's fair. Then he can't toot that big old red ass up. Yeah, he can't toot the big old red ass up. Hmm. It's still, it's still super weird. Like, if he hadn't mentioned the left specifically, I wouldn't even necessarily question it that much. But because he got so specific, I was like, huh? Maybe he's been looking at Kishi's ass more than the average man, like you and I. You know what? That's, that, that's canon now. That's canon now. Taz looks at that ass a little too much. Uh, Rikishi misses the bonsai drop when Rico moves, but Kishi's able to just land on his feet. We get a low blow by Rico when the ref is not looking. Uh, we get it punches and a back kick to Rikishi's face. Rico misses the moonsault and eats a Samoan drop for the victory. Uh, I type here verbatim, Rico said he will not kiss a da ass. Uh, Rico goes for a spin kick but misses and eats a savat kick. Rikishi raises the roof with a sting face and everyone, everyone in that crowd is also raising the roof with him. Rikishi is over as hell. Um, big stink face for a big pop. Uh, so no official ass kissing tonight. Taz says it was more like a suck my ass match. Well, I, I will, it, jumping off of that, I will say that I was rather underwhelmed by the finish and by the length of this match. Yeah, it was a very, very short match. It was about like three minutes. Well, I, I wasn't what, expecting... Oh, God, I'm sorry. It's okay. I think what happens after the match kind of makes up for it. It was entertaining. Well, I, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Um, <laughs> Rikishi, I just note that he's so over. We get a, we get a shot. I mean, they, they don't focus on it, but you can, you can see it and read it in the background. Sherwin is gay sign in the crowd. Why was that such a staple of this time of everyone would bring a sign of this person is gay? <sighs> because early, because 2000s. I guess. Yeah, I back know. then it was like, okay to call your friends gay. Like people, like people just dropped it like it was like the biggest insult to your honor. Okay. Um, Rikishi pulls a kid uh, from the audience. He has green hair. Uh, in the crowd to dance with. Taz says that the kid probably has about an inch of height on him. I, Nothing on that? I thought I, that, that was funny. Wh- I'm, but what? 
What? Taz says that the kid is probably taller than him. Oh, okay. I totally misread what he was saying there. When he said he had an inch of height, I'm like, what is that? Like, I, I like it completely went over my head. That's my, okay, never mind. I mean, okay. the joke probably went over Taz's head too because he's so damn short. Oh, oh okay. Got, Got it. it. Taz, please don't hurt me. Uh, Rikishi pulls another kid from the crowd um, and they start dancing. And I said, fuck this. We're Scotty Too Hotty and Grandmaster Sex, eh? These kids sucked at this dance. So here's another thing about that. Like, this is kind of like fast forwarding years and years later, but like, is it true that he didn't even reference them in his hall of fame speech? Yes. That's so weird. Like, That's shitty. Yeah. He owes a lot of credit to them for being as over as he was. Especially since one of them's dead. Well, he, he was inducted before Grandmaster Sexay passed. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. But either way, he still owes them so much for what they did for him. Well, it kind of makes me think of like when they were doing that with that Triple H celebration recently. Like some something I I uh, another podcast I listened to they talked about how um, the a lot of the moments felt really lackluster because none of them involved China. Mm. Didn't yeah. didn't he name drop China during that? He might have name dropped her, but I don't think any of the clips actually had her in it. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, after this, we get a uh, we get this throughout the entire show. It's a match, video, match, video, match, video. We get a video uh, that's showing Jamie Noble and Nydia learning how to surf. And it, this happens throughout the whole show, and it's really weird. None of these are in kayfabe. I, I, it just threw me off so hard because the rest of the show is in kayfabe. Um, Noble looks a little nervous. I note that sadly his southern accent is not anywhere near as strong in real life. Uh, that made me very sad. Yeah, the, I did notice that too. Yeah, also Nydia has pretty much no accent at all. Uh, they end up being okay at surfing, I guess. I, I don't I don't surf. They probably did better than I ever could. It just felt like a commercial. Yeah, I, I say that in a minute. Uh, uh, we get a weird cut because like that's not, that's not in kayfabe. But then we get a weird cut to Noble and Nydia holding hands on the beach. Like they were never a real couple. And I looked it up. Jamie Noble's been married since 1994. Ooh, okay. Wow. Which is actually where I got this fun fact. Uh, Dean, where does Jamie Noble currently live? Hmm. Colorado. He resides in Melbourne, Florida. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not going to lie. I just pulled Colorado out of my ass. I've fe- yeah. Um, then we get shots that look like a tourist attraction video of just like rocks and the beach and stuff. Uh, Noble says that pictures don't do Australia justice. It's more beautiful in real life. And Nydia agrees. The only thing I'll say is that I feel like the Shining Stars did a much better job endorsing Puerto Rico. <laughs> That's, dude, the Shining Stars are so good. I um, forgot about that. I'm sorry. Ne- next matchup, j- speaking of Jamie Noble, it's Jamie Noble taking on the Hurricane for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Cole says he's pretty sure Nydia has made out with the entire state of Tennessee in just one kiss. I don't know how that works. Like, is it like that episode of South Park? Just get in the pile. It could be that or just because, like, she a slut, you know? And kayfabe. So I've got three three hypotheses on how that could have happened. Okay. Okay, one, uh, matter and time displacement. 
So like Explain. she she used the device that allowed her to simultaneously be in multiple places at once. From her perspective, it took time, but from our perspective, it was in an instant. That's um, pretty sick. So, and the other possibility is that she potentially either shrank down the entire city or state, or she grew to massive size and just did it all at once. That's the only three possibilities. I like the first one the most. I like all of them, but I like the first one the most. I feel like the first one's the most creative. Definitely. Um, Taz and Michael Cole say that the hurricane has mental problems and is a goof. Uh, we get a graphic on the screen for the Cruiserweight title, and it's obviously a picture of the WCW Cruiserweight title. I thought that was really weird. Yeah, I thought something was off there. I didn't put the dots together, but I knew it wasn't like the WWE Cruiserweight yeah. title. Which is a little weird because I admit, like, you show me that design, I kind of think more of like Billy Kidman and like people of that ilk more yeah. so than like modern, like not modern WWE, but like then like mid 2000s WWE. Right. Uh, Taz says Australia doesn't have superheroes like Spider Man, Ricky Ravioli, and Mikey Macaroni. What the fuck is a Ricky Ravioli? What about Hulk, Hulk Hogan and Pasta Mania? Yo, Pasta Mania really was running wild, bro. Yo, I Damon and I went to Hulk Hogan's restaurant in Florida where they have like a bunch of Hogan merch. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Ah, uh, damn. I mean, like, Just, yeah, it's Hulk Hogan. It was pretty much a shrine to his career. Yeah, it really was. So, like, literally the only thing it had going for it was the novelty. Yeah, I mean, the food was fine. Okay. Yeah, decent food, but you could get decent food at a lot of other places. Yeah. Would you say, like, the prices were inflated because it was Hulk Hogan? Yes. I. Oh, you remember? I don't remember the prices. This was a while ago. Uh, I'm pretty sure the prices were outrageous. <laughs> Probably. Um... Match starts with Hurricane whipping Noble uh, from the apron into the ring. We get punches and a shoulder block to Hurricane. He does the Hurricane pose. Noble goes for a clothesline, but Hurricane rolls under the arm and pokes Noble in the eye. Uh, I did not know this. Uh, Cole says this feud actually started because Hurricane and Nidia used to date, but he dumped her. Right, I thought you would know that, but I didn't know that either. I was going to say, I love Hurricane. I didn't know they were a thing. Like... So this is like non-kayfabe kind of talk here. No. No, it's in kayfabe. Wait, like, wait, really? I guess so. Yeah. Huh, I don't, okay, I don't remember this at all. Uh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that like Hurricane and Nidia were never an on-screen thing. They're just acting like it happened back in the day. Okay. Because the idea was like they all lived in a trailer park. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, we get a tree of Joey Lawrence by Hurricane, and he steps on Noble's crotch. Uh, and I don't like that Hurricane's doing heel shit and still getting a pop. He also, at one point in the match, poked him in the eye. Yeah, he pokes him in the eye uh, a little earlier on. I say that the only guys that can do heel shit and get a pop for it are Stone Cold and The Rock. Especially when you're the Hurricane and you're supposed to be like a superhero. It seems really weird, especially. Yeah, I'm not, not a fan of it. Uh, he goes for the choke slam, but Noble elbows his way out. Uh, but he still eats a super kick and he powders to the outside of the ring. We get a big crossbody off the top rope to the outside of the ring by Hurricane. Noble is thrown back in, and then Nydia just forces herself on Hurricane, starts making out with him. And to that, I said, What's up with that? 
you know, like Hurricane did. I respect your reference. Thank you. Snitty, it still kind of makes me feel gross, but, you know. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's the point. Yeah, I just, but, like, I guess, you know what the thing is? It's, like, it's just the way she dresses, because, like, I look at her, like, in pictures outside of, like, outside of that attire, and I'm like, you don't look nearly as trashy and gross to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane chases Nidia into the ring, uh, and from that, Noble's able to uh, get a clothesline in. Uh, Noble starts stomping him and hits a snap suplex for a two count. Uh, He whips him to the corner and then, like, picks him up and kind of spine busters Hurricane into the corner. He gets a snapmare and a bow and arrow. Uh, Hurricane tries to like spin through the bow and arrow, kind of like an unprettier, but Noble's able to roll through for a 360 and forearm Hurricane in the lower back. We get a back suplex by Noble, and he starts making out with Nydia, as you do after a back suplex. Uh, he kicks Hurricane in the head and a small package by Hurricane for a two count. Uh, a knee to the gut to Hurricane. Taz says whenever he sees a small package, he thinks of Michael Cole. Ooh, yep. Yep, you hate yep, to yep. see it. You hate to see it. Hurricane is whipped to the corner and hits a crossbody for a two count. Noble hit this really nice electric chair drop uh, to Hurricane. You get a choke uh, on the rope to Hurricane by both Noble and Nydia. Uh, and Noble gets in a sleeper hold. Uh, Taz says that Jimmy Corderas usually referees a match like a jackass, but he's been doing well tonight. God. I thought that was very nice of him. I just love how they don't give a shit. I just love it. You, you can tell that they have nobody in their ear, and they're just they're just shooting the shit on commentary. I love it so much. <laughs> it's great. Um, Hurricane starts powering out of that sleeper with some elbows. He whips Noble off the ropes, and he gets a sleeper hold of his own. Uh, but Noble quickly gets out of it by whipping Hurricane off the ropes, and Hurricane comes back with a nice tilt-a-roll head scissors. Uh, we get some punches by the Hurricane and a jumping clothesline. Uh, he whips him into the corner and then does a neck breaker for a two count. Hurricane uh, has a whip uh, reversed and he goes into the corner, but he gets the boot up and he hits the awesome uh, blockbuster neck breaker off the second rope for a two count. Uh, do you guys remember who, like, kind of, I would say is the first dude I saw do it? Seth uh, maybe- Rollins? Yeah, I'm kidding. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Bobby Rude. No. Um, let me rephrase. It, it, it was not the first guy I saw do it because I didn't watch him, but like the earliest I can think of a guy doing it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Was it what a crime time? No, way before that. Dang. I don't know. Dean, you got a guess? See, this is going to sound weird, but I probably not because I w- almost said gold dust, but. Did he do it? No, I just, the blockbuster thing made me think of Shattered Dreams uh... Productions. Uh, the earliest... I feel like it t- the blockbuster name tied into the guy's gimmick. I thought, not. I don't think so. It didn't. Okay, uh, I probably have no idea. It was buff the stuff, buff Bagwell. Hmm. Oh damn, that's right. I that was sh- his finish. That's right. Uh, Hurricane goes for the eye of the hurricane, but is reversed when Noble slides through Hurricane's legs. Uh, and it, like has a hold of his arm the entire time and hits this beautiful pump handle exploder suplex for a two count. I love that move. Uh, it, was, Noble, it was really good. Noble goes for his finisher, which at the time was the Tiger Driver, not a Tiger Bomb. A Tiger Bomb is not a move. That's 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 not what it's called. It's called a Tiger Driver. Uh, it's reversed, and Hurricane actually hits the eye of the Hurricane, but only for a two count. 
uh, Hurricane, oh man, Hurricane got me so hype here. He went for a fucking vertebraker. Anybody who doesn't know what that move is, like, look it up. It's nasty. Bro, the vertebraker is the best. It's legit one of the greatest finishers of all time. Oh, yeah. Uh, he only ever hit it once in WWE. And didn't you tell me he invented that move? Or no. He, no? Oh, well, I think homic- he's. It was homicide. Yeah, dude, it was fucking Cody Rhodes. Um, <laughs> no, he. I think he popularized it in the U.S. at least. Okay. But he said he got it from somebody in Japan. I think it was some sense. Joshi wrestler. I don't. I don't know who it was. But he only ever hit it once in WWE, and it was on Stevie Richards on an episode of Heat. Like you know, really? I, 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 I'll say this: it's an amazing move, but I kind of understand why a lot of people don't want to take it. Oh, it's dangerous as fuck. Yeah. It's literally called a vertebraker. Yeah. Like you if, land right on if, your head. And then... If you're like an inch too low, you could legit just die. Oh, yeah. Uh, he goes for the vertebraker, but Noble uh, lands on his feet, misses a clothesline. Hurricane super kick uh, gets caught, spun around, and he eats a bridging northern lights for a two count. Noble hits his shoulder into the post. Uh, Hurricane drags Noble up to the top rope for an awesome spinning neck breaker off the top. Uh, both men are down. Hurricane uh, eventually climbs over, uh, or crawls over, rather, to get a two-count. Hurricane teases the Shining Wizard, but Nydia hops up on the apron to distract, which works when Noble gets the backslide and the feet on the rope for the win and retains his title. Yes. What did you guys think of this match? The, well, the very end, I'm thinking, maybe it was just when I watched it, but I even rewound it to make sure I like caught everything right. It seemed like there was a weird cut, like from really? Noble's positioning to getting his feet on the rope, because he was up against the ropes and got him in that backslide. I did not notice that. So now that you say that, I kind of think I see what you're saying because it felt like suddenly he was his feet were on the rope out of nowhere. Well, yeah, and to me, it seemed like they were in the opposite direction. Unless they just changed their position really quickly or they were cutting to cover up something, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't notice a cut. I'm not not sure. Uh, But anyway, I fucking loved this match. Yeah, I thought this match rocked. Oh, yeah. Hmm. You didn't like it? Not as good as Bubba Ray and Big Show. God damn it. You had (laughs) me. Man, but not as good as Um, Shannon Moore versus Billy and Chuck. So. I will say that this was actually probably one of the better matches on the show. Easy. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, like, which is interesting because I didn't even think it was anything spectacular. I just thought it was solid. I really liked it. Um, <laughs> I, think you just like, I think you just like Jamie Noble and Nydia's gimmick too much. I love Jamie Noble and Nydia. I love the hurricane. So that probably has something to do with maybe, it. Maybe I would like Jamie Noble and Nydia more right now if it weren't for the gimmick. I just the, the, the gimmick skeeves me out. Fair enough. I just want Jamie Noble to be a badass wrestler, but that'll never happen. No. Uh, Nydia goes to pick up the Cruiserweight title, but Hurricane puts his foot down on it. Nydia tries to seduce him, uh, but she gets goozled for it uh, for the choke slam. Uh, but he eventually just shoves her into Noble Noble gets the choke slam and Hurricane celebrates with the title. <laughs> well, he won. He won the title. Hell yeah, dude. He should have won the Cruiserweight title here and held it until he became Gregory Helms. 
That actually would have been pretty cool. Yeah. You think that would count technically as two reigns as he changes his name? I don't think they'd do that. No, nah, probably not. No, because because uh, Johnny Nitro had the ECW title while he changed to John Morrison. Yeah. Literally what I was about to say, yeah. yeah. After this, we get a video showing Lance Storm, Christian, and Kurt Angle going to the zoo with a bunch of bikers. That was weird. I don't know why they were hanging out with a gang. Yeah, it also, I mean, I know that they're technically all heels, but I found it weird that Kurt Angle would be hanging out with the Un-Americans. Yeah, I noted the same thing. It doesn't make any sense. He's an like, American Olympian. Yeah, even though he's a heel, it seems like he'd be one of the last people who would like them. Yeah. Uh, Kurt is easily the shining star of this segment. No doubt. Uh, Kurt says that the bikers remind him of The Undertaker. Uh, one of the bikers, I couldn't tell what the hell he was saying, but he calls Kurt a bugger. And he takes offense to it, but then later says he doesn't even know what it means. <laughs> um, some some guy shows the three of them how to use a boomerang. Christian tries to throw it, but he was really bad at it. It did not come back to him. Well, I thought that was funny because one of them was like, can you throw this in a straight line? And then the instructor was like, yeah, if you fuck it up. And well, then Christian messed it up. They were asked, I think uh, Storm asked if you could throw it in a straight line. And then Kurt was like, yeah, probably Christian, uh, which is what happened. Yeah. Uh, Not going to lie, I've owned a boomerang in my life. I've never actually managed to get it to come back to me. Really? I've gotten it to curve. I've gotten it to curve. I just never got to come all the way back to me. I've never used a boomerang in my life. Let's all buy boomerangs. Okay, that's going to be for the 50 count. Hell yeah, bro. Um. Kurt Angle, we, we, he shows a soft side in this video. Uh, he loves dogs. He tries to play with a dog. Um, Kurt also says he's never seen a giraffe before, but when he first sees a giraffe, he says it's awesome about 80 fucking times. Hey, giraffes are pretty awesome. Giraffes are my favorite like exotic animal. I do like giraffes. Uh, did you notice, Dean, that he introduces himself to the giraffes? Yeah, I did notice that. I did. He said Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist. What yeah. a fucking guy. Uh, Kurt asks if he can uh, ride one, uh, to which he was sadly told no, he cannot ride a giraffe. Uh, he says that he absolutely loves animals, but he hates the Canadians. Uh, Kurt pets a koala and once again notes that it's awesome. Says that he would do anything to have a koala as a baby. Uh, the kangaroos do not like Christian. Hmm. Uh, and I just note here again that all these videos are non-kayfabe. As at one point, Kurt's talking about like being an Australian. He's like, you know, the fans don't care if you're a baby face or a heel. You know, they still want your autograph. They still want to take a picture. And also at one point, he does call Christian J, which is his real name. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I actually like this for the most part, but I think if I was editing this, I would have specifically cut out him saying baby face and heel yeah that's a little like too on the nose like i wasn't even that bothered by him calling christian J. I just but the baby face and heel well that was a little that was like nah get rid of that get rid of that yeah you never hear anybody in kayfabe talk like that and i realize this was out of kayfabe but like on wwe programming yeah right next up is the un-americans of lance storm and christian taking on uh, who were formerly known as the Filthy Animals, Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio, 
for the WWE Tag Team Titles. Um, and when they they, uh, they show the match graphic, and I noticed it was really weird seeing Ray next to the '90s WWF Tag Titles. It just Something's felt wrong. weird's going on with these graphics tonight. Well, I mean, those were the titles they were using. It just felt wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I don't associate Ray with those titles. Like I don't associate him with that time period. I like, guess I kind of get what you're saying there. Yeah. I would associate him with like when Raw had the red ones and SmackDown had the blue ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. when does that just happen? Come pretty soon. Okay. Because the SmackDown tag titles get introduced pretty soon and they eventually change the Raw ones to those red ones. Good. Those are like my favorite tag titles, both of those. Yeah, those, those titles get a lot of shit, but I, I liked them. I liked yeah. them too. I just, especially considering later we got the Undisputed the undisputed belts, which oh, which yeah. they gave the Heart Dynasty, which was freaking big freaking oh. pennies. Oh, you're talking about the, I thought you were talking about like the WWE undisputed title. No, no, the uh, the tag the undisputed the tag unified. titles. Yeah, the yeah. unified, unified. Fair enough there. Um, which apparently Chris Jericho and the Big Show refused to wear because they hated them. But then they were like, the Heart Dynasty didn't have the same political power, so they're uh, just like, like, take it. That's fucking funny. Uh. Taz gets really violent here. He says he wishes a koala would jump on Landstorm's face and gouge his eyes out. Like, what I don't f- think he fuck? would get away with that on normal television. Yeah, bro, that was a little unnecessary. Billy Kidman got one of the biggest pops on this fucking show, which blew me away. He really did. I didn't know the BK Bomber was so over. Just Burger King. Let's just keep thinking bro, Burger da, King. The Burger King Bomber, bro. I actually was surprised too, just because, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I'm not even saying this because I didn't, it's not like I thought, oh, people don't like Billy Kidman. It's not that. It's just like, I didn't know that by this point in his career, he was like that over. Yeah, I I don't remember him ever really being that over. Like, outside of WCW. Right. Uh, Ray also got a pretty decent pop, despite uh, just debuting a few weeks ago. I thought that was good. Uh, the bell rings while the baby faces are still doing their entrance, and they seemed like super caught off guard. Uh, Lance Storm and Kidman uh, start off with a lockup. They both do go behinds. Storm uh, locks in a hammer lock. Kidman reverses it where he like jumps up and posts up and then rolls through with a snapmare. Uh, Storm misses a clothesline. His hip toss gets blocked. Kidman's hip toss gets blocked. He flips through, uh, but ultimately gets a knee to the gut for his trouble. Punches by Lance Storm. He whips uh, Kidman to the corner, but Kidman goes up and he does a head scissors to Storm. A drop kick for a two count. We get a jawbreaker by Storm. Christian gets tagged in. The Un-Americans uh, are getting some punches in. They do a double whip to the rope. Uh, they miss a double clothesline, but Kidman hits a clothesline on both of them with both his arms. Uh, we get tagged to Rey Mysterio for a huge pop. Ray climbs up to the top and he hits a diving Hurricane Rana on Christian. Ray is whipped to the ropes, but he slides through Christian's legs and hits that wheelbarrow bulldog for a two count. Knee to Ray's gut and punches in the corner. Uh, Taz says that he's like Test when he stands next to Ray Mysterio. I really like that one. I like I really that, like that one. Uh, Ray whipped to the corner, but up and over, and he shoulders Christian in the gut. Uh, he elbows Storm off the apron. Ray uh, gets shoved off the top rope and goes flying near the barricade. Uh, that was a pretty crazy bump. Uh, Storm throws Ray back in the ring. Christian just starts stomping him down. They're choking Ray. Chopped Ray, and Storm gets tagged in. And, okay, this has been bothering me for years. 
So Storm hits what I call the Green Bay Plunge. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like yeah. the fireman's carry, like flip. Yeah. Wasn't there another name for that move that like wasn't the Green Bay Plunge? I thought it was like just called a fireman's carry senton or something. I swear there was like a cooler name for it that wasn't that. I don't know. I think like Dean said, it was just named that until Mr. Kennedy came along and gave it a really? name. Yeah. God, that's going to bother me so much. I swear there was another name for that. Uh, Christian gets tagged in. Uh, he do, They do a huge double stun gun. Like, Ray almost flies over the top rope and just lands on his fucking head. Like, it was. It looked rough. Uh, we get punches and stomps by the Un-Americans. Uh, Christian gets a choke in and uh, just starts punching Ray in the back of the head. Does a, ni- a uh, nice gut buster for a two count. Christian entices Kidman, which distracts the ref while Storm is choking Rey Mysterio. We get a snapmare and a chin lock by Christian. Mysterio elbows his way out, but Christian just punches him. Uh, we get a whip to the corner, and Ray hits a nice springboard dropkick. Looked real tight, uh, snug. Christian crawls to tag in Kidman, but Christian grabs his leg, uh, and then they do that spot where you know Ray gets up and ends Geary's him. Storm knocks Kidman off the apron before that tag can happen. Uh, Kidman starts complaining to the ref while the Un-Americans start stomping Ray some more. Uh, Storm does that big pop-up for a two-count. Uh, we get I don't know what the hell Lance Storm is doing. He had this like weird shoulder-head submission thing. Ah, it was weird. I don't know what it was. I, I'm not sure if I liked it. Uh, Ray gets whipped to the corner. Uh, we get a German suplex attempt by Landstorm, but Ray flips through to land on his feet and hits a spinning heel kick. Kidman comes in with the hot tag, ducks Storm's clothesline, knocks Christian off the apron, elbow to Storm, back body drop to Storm, and, and a drop kick to Christian. Uh, Storm with a shot to the back and a back suplex attempt, but Kidman flips and lands on his feet. Running step up a bulldog by Kidman also knocks Christian off the apron again. That gets a two count. He hits this big BK bomber for a uh not for a two count actually just hits it uh because he breaks up his own pin uh to attack christian who was going to break it up anyway yeah and actually because the commentators weren't actually there they were like when kidman didn't go for the pin i think remember michael Cole saying like wait what's kidman doing like they was like why is he going for the pin yeah yeah he's a little he's a little lost on that one uh christian is whipped to the corner and hit with a lariat super kick by storm and a two count when ray breaks it up with a baseball slide uh, the tag title somehow like gets in the ring. I completely missed how that happened. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know how, but it somehow just ends up in the middle of the ring, and Ray actually slips on it at one point, trying to go from spot to spot. Uh, and Cole and Taz for the rest of the match are like, "Anyone gonna move the fucking title?" Like they were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like is the ref gonna actually do his job right now. Yeah, they were like, man, I thought Jimmy Corderas was a jackass. Look at Mike Kyoto <laughs> over here. Um, Christian gets Ray up for a doomsday device while Storm is getting up on the top rope. Uh, but Ray actually uh, is able to get out and hit the 619 on Christian. Kidman pops. This was a sweet spot. Ray runs towards Kidman. Kidman pops Ray up, up and over his head to where Ray can hit a top rope Hurricane Rana on Land Storm. That was, was a that was a sick spot. Yeah, uh, Storm is dragged to the corner, and Kidman hits probably the cleanest shooting star press I've ever seen him do. Yeah, actually, I was expecting it to be way more awkward, and he pulled it off way better than I'm used to. I was about to say Billy Kidman, like 
his shooting star press always looks sloppy as fuck, but it got the job done. Yeah. This one actually just looked pretty good. Just funny because I I don't know if this is a backhand. This was him being backhanded. But I remember Taz saying, no one does the shooting star like Billy Kidman. That's true. I, yeah, I don't know if that was a good thing or not. Um, we get a two count when Christian pulls Mike Kyoto out of the ring. Kidman hits a baseball slide on Christian. Ray with a big acai moonsault to Christian. Storm hits Kidman with the title, which secures a win and a retention of the titles for the Un-Americans. Man, it's a good thing the ref didn't do his job. I know, right? I don't know. That was just really weird. Like, I, I really wish I could, un, I wish I could figure out why that happened and how it happened. Well, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure at one point, um, one of the tags happened. Yeah, we, you talked about it, Trent. The ref was like distracted, and and not paying attention, and like they counted a tag anyway. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I remember like Christian was legal, and then James, uh, James Storm. Lance Storm actually ended up getting like during the distraction got in the ring. I actually was, I, oh, thought, the, yeah. I thought the ref at that point was going to say, Hey, I didn't see you tag switch again or something like that, but he didn't. He didn't, he didn't tag in. He just, he just choked Ray. Yeah. It had to been a different time then because they totally swapped who was legal while the ref was looking at who knows what. See, I remember that, but I actually don't even remember seeing them tag. That's the thing. Well, yeah. maybe I'm wrong then, but I could have swore. Maybe they did, but either way, I'm still surprised the ref didn't say anything. Right. After this, we get a video showing Billy Kidman, Tori Wilson, and Edge sightseeing. Uh, why was Edge playing third wheel here? It's a little awkward, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, that was, that, was, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, Tori Wilson says that she loves to shop. Kidman says that he isn't much of a shopper, but he did like go okay he said he likes going to the markets where they had everything from fruit to t-shirts has he like never been to fucking walmart the fuck you mean they got everything from fruit to t-shirts yeah like a store does that sounds almost like something that you'd be told to say mention fruit and t-shirts i was gonna say billy kimmon did not come off as the most charismatic here he did have one good joke i'll get to Mm. but he yeah he doesn't seem to have much charisma God bless him, though. Um, uh, Tori leaves uh, Kidman and Christian so she can uh, go buy something. Edge makes a joke that Kidman's credit card is paying for all of her shopping, um, which is a little demeaning. I mean, she's also in the WWE. Yeah. She makes her own money. We'll see 2000s, though. Yeah, dude. Like, that was all Kidman's money, you know? Which it is kind of weird to me, and this this is kind of a, a slightly tangential, but it's like sometimes when like a wrestler in WWE is like in storyline having financial trouble, I'm just always like, really? Yeah, I remember they did Shawn Michaels like had to be with JBL because he didn't have money. Yeah, it's like it was like, dude, you've been a main eventer for fucking like twelve years now. What do you mean you don't have money? I spent all my money on cocaine and hookers. Okay, okay, legitimately, that could have been Sean's problem. I would not be shocked. Um, they, they, they show some guy doing this weird dance. Like, he's trying to be Elvis. And he has the most beautiful hair-sideburn combo I've ever seen. Because he's got this, like, pure black, like, slicked-back long hair. But then these gray-ass sideburns. I don't know what he was doing, but I liked his style. I liked his moxie. I mean, think of, like, like a... Like a fusion of like Elvis and Mr. Fantastic. 
oh yeah dude i loved it uh a sound guy has to show billy kidman and edge how do you play a didgeridoo kidman's not very good at it uh the group gets some fancy looking dessert and kidman says he actually started a new diet where he eats healthy once a week uh but then eats poorly all other six days of the week and i said same so I mean, maybe he just has a really good metabolism, but I'm just like, how are you? I mean, bro, he probably work out like a machine. That that's fair. Still, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Tori coyly says that she never eats dessert, and they'll never have any footage of it. She got lemon meringue pie. Uh, Tori says that she's nervous to be in front of fifty six thousand people, but other wrestlers told her that it's actually less nerve wracking than being in front of five thousand or less people. Well. I, I kind of get what's being said there only because um, I remember something Randy Orton said about working in OVW was that um, it's not as easy to get yourself pumped up and in the moment when there isn't as big of a crowd pop coming and the crowd doesn't like energize you the same way. So like when a crowd, when a smaller crowd is quiet, it's that much, it feels that much more awkward for the wrestler. Right. Cause like, if you think about it, say you're in a room with like, I don't know, 30 people, you can see everyone's individual face. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a stadium with 56,000 people, you just see a few people's faces and then just a crowd. Yeah. Just a sea of bodies. Um, up next, Chris Jericho takes on Edge, a rematch uh, from the first episode of SmackDown we've reviewed. Um, we started off uh, simply with Taz saying that he hates Mark Lloyd and that Mark Lloyd cannot speak English. Okay. Uh, Jericho, during his entrance, he shows off a six-pack that he doesn't have. I thought that was really fun. Like, he's like like he's ripped, but, like, he doesn't have a six-pack. Well, that's the thing about, like, six-packs is that six-packs aren't even really about, like, how muscular you are as much as it's about, like, how little body fat you have. Right. Uh, Edge comes out to his original theme, not the Rob Zombie one, thank God. Uh, Edge is filming with a camcorder, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, we get this awesome shot of Edge doing his pose on the second rope with all the uh, flash bulbs going off in the crowd. I thought it looked sick. Uh, Edge points the camcorder towards Jericho, and Jericho like tries to run away and cover his face. He doesn't want filmed. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, we get some You're a Wanker chants to Chris Jericho, which uh, that's not something you really get here in the U.S. Michael Cole and Taz had a field day with that one. Oh, my God. I think they talk about that the rest of the show. Um, these chants piss off Jericho. He reminds uh, what he says, the Australian jackasses, that he was the first undisputed champion and is the undisputed king of the world. <laughs> You're not Booker T, bitch. <laughs> we're not there yet we're not there yet you know i just sorry i just have a little cough and then dean's gotta drop the best joke ever <laughs> not booker t bit can we get that on a shirt you're not booker t bitch <laughs> yeah, okay we can do it that, that sounds great uh he calls australia a piss hole country which like i've never heard anyone use the term like piss hole like that yeah i guess well i guess was there really any reason not to just say shithole well i mean well i don't think they couldn't say shit on tv yet but 
But this Yo, let pa- Chuck Taylor say shit on TV. Wasn't this paper? Wasn't this? Well, wait. This is only two hours. It did it air as like a regular episode. I, I I'm pretty it sure it wasn't. Okay. And the only reason I ask is because like I don't think like like I know Australians like are very liberal with like cursing. Oh yeah. So and so, I just thought to myself like if this is also it's a, in Australia and it's a pay per view. I'm just like just say shit. Like I don't feel like it'd be that big of a deal. Right. The the you saying the cursing thing. I wanted to bring this up a second ago. Dean, have you heard the story of when they were in the UK for, I believe it was a Raw, and Ozzy was there, and Vince so badly, so badly wanted Ozzy to say wanker, and he was like, what the fuck, no, we cannot huh. do that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they all had to tell Vince what that meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did not know what it meant. Speaking of not knowing what it meant, Taz says he doesn't know what a wanker is, and he asks Cole... Uh, Jericho says, I don't know what a wanker is, but I can tell all of you that Australia sucks, which, I mean, he really got him there. <laughs> um, he also calls Edge a stupid son of a bitch, and Edge punches him for it, which starts off this match. Uh, Jericho gets whipped to the rope, uh, but he stops himself and he just gets out of the ring. Edge chases him back to the ring and hits a big elbow tackle, followed by a flapjack and some mounted punches. Jericho comes back with an eye poke, and punches, followed by the choke on a, on uh, the ropes. Jericho goes for a back body drop, but gets kicked in the shoulder. Jericho, from that, accidentally ties himself up in the ropes and gets speared. Uh, and then Jericho eats a heel kick for a two count. Jericho uh, hugs the ref's legs. Did you guys notice who the ref was? Mm, oh, was it Hebner's son? Yes, yeah, Brian was, Hebner. Uh, yeah. yeah, I did notice that, actually. So Jericho hugs Brian Hebner's legs, and he does it to distract Edge and throw him face first into the second turnbuckle and hit a clothesline. Oh, he gets some stomps to Edge, and Jericho keeps doing the Hogan ear pose thing. Remember he did it on Raw, was it, last week? Yeah, yeah. he did. I don't know what his deal is there. Uh, he chokes Edge on the rope and a knee attack to Edge while he's dangled on the rope. An elbow to Edge's chest on the apron and another one. Back suplex and an elbow by Jericho for a two count. Jericho locks in the laziest bow and arrow I have ever seen in my life. Because, like, you know, you do the bow and arrow, you, like, get down like you're taking a knee, you know, and mm. then you stretch the dude's arms. Yeah. It's, like, still completely standing. It was weird. Yeah, it was. Uh, Edge starts powering out. Up against Schoolboy for a two. Jericho hits a clothesline and a delayed vertical suplex, and he does the cocky pin with just one foot on the chest and he flexes for a two count. Uh, Jericho starts undoing the top turnbuckle and Brian Hebner goes to fix it while Edge actually gets a roll up and if Brian Hebner just turned around and counted, he probably would have gotten the three. Uh, Jericho hits a really awkward drop kick to Edge and Edge just kind of collides into the ropes. Yeah, I, the way it looked, I almost thought to myself was Edge supposed to like go farther than that? Like was he supposed to hit the turnbuckle? The way he fell looked really weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they were going for. I don't know if he was supposed to like go through the ropes to the outside i don't know but it, it looked weird uh we get an abdominal stretch by chris jericho and he's holding on to the ropes for leverage and hebner kicks jericho's hand off the ropes i fucking hate that shit so much don't like it when the referee gets that physically involved yeah i'm sorry but like if you watch an nfl game i've never seen a referee tackle anybody yeah but the nfl has rules wwe's got rules you when it's convenient Fuck, you got me there. 
you ain't Booker T, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> God, that that shit was crazy. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Jericho eats a hip toss reversal by Edge. Uh, we get a forearm to Edge and a choke on the rope. Jericho misses that knee attack and he hits his cock and balls on the rope. Both men are down. Uh, we get some clotheslines by Edge and a flying forearm, followed by the winning Edge for a two count. Uh, Jericho's whipped to the corner and he up and overs Edge, uh, like he like you know Edge runs and Jericho uh, jumps over Edge that kind of thing. But Edge flapjacks Jericho into the top turnbuckle. Edge climbs to the top rope, but Jericho is able to stop him with some chops. Jericho's superplex is blocked when Edge hits that nice suplex into the face buster off the top rope for a two count. Edge goes for a flying forearm, uh, but Jericho moves and uh, Brian Hebner eats it. We get a ref bump in this match. Jericho hits the sleeper slam. He just shoves Chimmel out of the way and gets a chair. Uh, Jericho goes to hit Edge with the chair, but he eats a spear. Uh, Edge covers, even though he knows the ref is down like an idiot. Uh, Edge misses another spear when Jericho is able to leapfrog over it, causing Edge to hit the second turnbuckle. We get a bulldog by Jericho. He goes for the lion salt, and he actually like goes all the way through and lands on his feet. That was pretty good. Pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Impressive. I don't think he could do that today. No. Nah, probably not. Uh, after he lands on his feet, he gets hit with a spear, and that's why I know Edge is doing way too many spears around this time. He is. He it was really like four is. or five this match. Yeah. I can't, and I uh, love Edge, but it's too much. Yeah. Can't be doing that many spears. Uh, I guess it's also partially the problem of hindsight, knowing that what his finisher is going to be later. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's also part of it. Uh, Jericho actually hits Edge in the throat with the chair and then hits a line salt, which is only a two count, which gets a big pop. Jericho argues with Earl, or not Earl Hebner, Brian Hebner. And he's like still on the mat in pain and he's yelling at him. Uh, Jericho misses a dropkick and is slingshot into the exposed turnbuckle. And we get an edge-o-matic, but only for a two count. Edge goes for the execution, but is uh, reversed into a Walls of Jericho attempt. Edge gets a small package, or as he would call it, Paul Smackage, uh, for the win. Uh, Jericho starts throwing a tantrum on the outside. He's hitting the turnbuckle with a chair. He flips the steps over and he throws a plastic lawn chair into the ring uh, where Edge just takes it, puts it in the center, and takes a seat. Uh, and then it cuts to Jericho ripping up a fan sign. How did you guys feel about the finish? Not the fact that Edge won, but how he won. It was lame how he won. I wish they would have ended it. Hell, even with that lion salt and Jericho wins, that's fine. Just take it back 30 seconds. I feel they didn't want Jericho to lose so definitively when he's, yeah, I mean, he's kind of an upper card ish dude at this time. He's mid card, upper mid card guy. Yeah, I, I totally get that. But there was still that part of me that just thought, like, there are so many other spots that I felt like they could have ended the match and they just didn't. Yeah. And then when you get, and then, like, as a result, it made the ending itself feel anticlimactic. AEW strides. Oh, yeah, AEW yeah. strats, big time. But you didn't mention this, Trent, so I'll mention it. I thought it was cool as shit when Edge got his camcorder back and went into the crowd and climbed that scaffolding. Oh, I didn't notice he got his camcorder back, but I was going to say he climbs this gigantic steel support beam thing. I swear to God, like... It was he 20 was like 20, or so. I mean, he, yeah, he was like 25 feet up in the air. It was scary. Yeah, and he was just up there like it was nothing, being hype. Right. 
Uh, after this, we get a video that shows the fan frenzy event. Uh, fans are posing and they say catchphrases to the camera. Stacy Keebler said that she took pictures with fans for two hours uh, in the way that they were able to uh, take pictures. And I imagine be at this event in general uh, was to donate money to a charity, uh, which seems to be a big theme of this. Uh, the entire Australian tour was, it was kind of a bit of a charity thing, which there's nothing wrong with that. Just uh, thought it was interesting. Uh, she says that the Australian fans are wonderful. Uh, we cut to Mark Henry playing video games against fans, and he says at one point in the day he was 19 and 0. Is that the new streak? I think so. I would also just like to say that uh, technically speaking, I think the current person with the biggest undefeated streak at WrestleMania is Rob Van Dam. Oh yeah, dude, four and 0, brother. Yeah, four and 0 at WrestleMania. What a guy. <laughs> uh, also, Dean, do you know what game they were playing? Uh, no, I actually didn't take notice of that. Were they playing No Mercy? They were not. Damon, do you know what game they were playing? I couldn't figure it out. I had to ask. I had to tell you. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, it took me uh, one Google search to find out. It was pretty easy to find out. Okay. What was it? They were playing WWF Raw for the Xbox. After all, this was sponsored by Xbox. Okay. So oh, I never played okay. Raw. So Oof. Uh, uh, that was, I've heard some bad things about that game. Yeah. It's not known for being a very good game. Yeah. Uh, but that's what they were playing. Uh, Brock was wearing a very nice sweater. Did you guys notice that? I noticed that, and he like talked for more than two words and said he had a good time. Yeah, he, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. It was very weird. Uh, <clears throat> Tess laughs very hard after hearing an Australian fan say, can you dig that sucker? Tess thought that was the funniest thing ever. There are certain things that when they cross like accents sound way funnier than they would otherwise. That, yeah. Uh, and Brock said that everything is going well and running smoothly. Thank you, Brock. That was very nice of him to say. Here's where uh, the show starts going downhill a little. Out comes the big Valbowski in a tracksuit and a hat. He is the special guest ring announcer for the following match. Uh, he says that he and Australia have a lot in common. No one knows more about going down under than the big Valbowski, which that gets a big pop. Uh, Taz says that Michael Cole doesn't know a single thing about that. I mean, that's yeah. probably accurate. I, who, I get, okay, no, hold on now. Hold on. In kayfabe, at least. In, I don't know that. In kayfabe, Michael Cole could get a lot of women. I don't know. Well, we know he's had sex with at least one man. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, but that that was not It wasn't consensual, choice. but still. Heinden Reich. Um... So uh, Valboski announces that we're going to have a brawl and panties match, which gets a huge pop. Val says it's really hard to not get excited about the first participant, Stacy Keebler. Uh, Stacy comes out to a big pop and she shakes her butt for Valboski. Uh, I note that Val, uh, I swear to God, he about creamed his pants when he was looking at Stacy and he like straight moans into the mic. Did you notice that, Dean? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he goes, okay, I'm going to do it right here, guys. Uh, <laughs> tell me, like he goes, my God. <sighs> like, it was kind of quiet, but like, it was there, you know? We just got demonetized. Just like, <laughs> just making money off this anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Donate uh, to our Patreon. Oh, we, we doing that? <laughs> no, no, we don't have a Patreon. If you, if you donate to the Patreon, you'll get the You're Not Booker T bitch shirt. <laughs> Great. Uh, 
this man's got no shame, Val Venus does, after that moan. Val says that he would love to get on to the next participant, Tori Wilson. That pun wasn't very good. It wasn't even a pun. It wasn't good. It doesn't really work. Yeah, it really didn't. Now, if he said he would love to get it on, but he doesn't. He didn't say it. Yeah, I guess he was trying not to be so on the nose, but like taking the it out made it not really even make Bro, much sense. Bro, he said going down dot 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 under, like talking on the nose. Yeah, on the nose. On the nose. Uh, Tori also gets a big pop. Uh, Stacy goes to shake Tori's hand, but slaps her in the face instead. We get a body slam by Stacy, a whip to the corner, and a terrifying body slam she about dumped tori wilson on her head she was not protecting her at all oh my god it was kind of scary watching this match uh we get a headlock by stacy tori elbows her way out we get a really awkward botch when so like she was supposed to immediately grab tori's hair and pull her down Mm -hmm. but she didn't immediately grab her hair so she like awkwardly like they didn't know what to do for a second they all just kind of you know stutter stomped around and then she tore tore down by her hair yeah that's that's one of those things about like when you don't actually train someone to wrestle it's like all they know how to do is follow the script right like i've heard a lot of women's wrestlers uh talk about how you know during this time period of the quote-unquote divas uh they were kind of just taught what they needed to know which was you know slap cat fight brawn panties you know, all the gimmicky pulling the hair, all that kind of stuff. I even remember, like, they said, like, so that they would actually, like, sometimes be, like, forced to retape matches if they, like, threw punches instead of slaps. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not a good time for women's wrestling in the WWE. It's like, you're actually being competent? Redo it worse. <laughs> right. I was going to say, we've come a long way, though. Definitely. We have. Uh, we get a headlock by Stacy. Uh, Tori whips Stacy to the ropes. A nice leapfrog, but a shitty hip toss. Get some clothes. Oh god, that hip toss. (laughs) Yeah, that hip toss was rough. We get clotheslines by Tori. Uh Tori goes to yank Stacy's shorts down, but Stacy gets away. I don't like recapping this with the words I have to speak. My mother listens to this podcast. This is one of those situations where I I watch this match and I'm just like, man, I feel awkward watching this. Right? Well, here's the thing. It's not like it. I would never go out of my way to watch a brawl and panties match, right? Yeah. But, like, say if one came on while I was watching something, like, yeah, I'd watch it, but it's weird to take notes about it. Yeah. Because, like, now I'm wa- watching it, like, with a uh, – oh, what's, what's the term I'm looking for here? More critically, more in-depth, I'm an- analyzing it, I guess. Like, I'm yeah. really paying more attention to it, which yeah. makes it kind of weird. And also, I guess something I always find weird about bra and panties matches is that sometimes to make the match make sense, the women will come out wearing more clothing than they would have worn for their general wrestling attire. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, Stacy gets a kick to the gut and misses a clothesline. Uh, We get some chops by Tori and a stun gun to Tori. Stacy gets Tori's shirt off. Cole says that the match is halfway home. And Taz says that he is also halfway home because of semen. Yeah. 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 Stacy throws the shirt into the crowd. But while she does that, Tori pulls Stacy down by the hair. And again, uh, Stacy's shirt is ripped off. 
uh, Stacy is whipped into the corner and does this cool like springboard up and over. She like gets whipped to the corner, runs to the corner, and then springboards off the first rope to go up and over to the apron. I've never seen that. I thought it looked kind of cool. Yeah, it was unique. Yeah, uh, shoulder and pulls Tori down on the rope. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you're on the apron and you grab someone by the head and pull their head down onto the rope. And yeah, you down. yeah, yeah. There's a word. There's a name for it. I can't think of what it is. Yeah, right I now. couldn't think of the name. Uh, but after that, she immediately eats a baseball slide. Uh, Tori is stomping Stacy on the outside and throws her back in for a snap suplex. Uh, both women are in like the victory roll position, right? And Tori is trying to get Stacy's shorts off. But then Stacy rolls through and she's trying to get Tori's pants off, but is rolled through again. And then we get schoolgirl by Tori, but she can't get those shorts off. Uh, Stacy misses a clothesline. Uh, Tori gets a double leg takedown and they do the cat fight spot where they roll over the referee a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was especially creepy that like the ref, you know, he gets rolled into it, whatever, but then he gets up happy as fuck and like adjusts uh, yeah. his pants. He he gets up and he smiles and Stacy's pissed. Uh and and uh Tori is also pissed and she pants the ref and he has on a tiny little red speedo. What is happening? I guess you know what? At least they're promoting equality. I guess. You know, um, if they're gonna strip, he's got strip too. It's yeah. all about equality, man. Uh Stacy and Tori both point at his tiny little boy pecker. Uh Nydia out of nowhere jumps Tori. Uh, Nydia and Stacy miss a double clothesline, get one of their own. Clothesline to Stacy and a neckbreaker to Nydia. Nydia's shorts are ripped off and thrown out of the ring, and she goes to get them. Uh, Tori is whipped to the corner, but she gets a boot up. Slingshots Stacy into the corner. A schoolgirl and her shorts are ripped off for the win. Uh, after that, Tori, for no reason, slaps Stacy in the face and then spanks her. And then I typed, I'm not even hard. What was the point? Maybe if you were like 10. I, I was going to say, if you were those kids where Kishi was dancing with, maybe. So, okay, we talked about this off air last week, right? And like, I don't watch wrestling for the. I watch wrestling for wrestling. I watch wrestling for story, uh, which, I mean, sometimes you don't get it. But, you know, I watch it for character development. I don't watch it to get a boner. Yeah, and I, I, and I look. I hate to be this blunt about it, but I'm just like, if you really are that boned up, just watch porn. Why are you watching wrestling, bro? Wrestling, I, I don't get it. I don't either, because it's like, because here's the thing, you know, it's only going to go so far, even if yeah. you're really, really into that kind of thing, like. Okay, yeah, they're wearing bra and panties now. It's like, I can go to the beach and see women. Well, not so much now because of COVID, but mm. I can go to the beach and see women wearing bikinis. Like, it's not, like, a huge thing. Yeah, it's... I don't I don't understand the point. Um, after this, we get a... Our last video of the night uh, shows a charity dinner that included many of the wrestlers that we see on tonight's card. Uh, Rock does a Q&A, and he's asked what his first pet's name was in the street he grew up on. And he immediately knows that they just want to know whatever his porno name would be. Like, you know that joke, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kurt says that it was his favorite event of the week, and he loved doing it for a good cause. Uh, we get Rock, Triple H, and Hogan murals that were auctioned off for charity. 
they don't say which one, but one of them sold for $10,000. They seem to be focusing on the rock one, so I think it was that. Maybe. I don't know, but um, these things were fucking huge. And they looked kind of decent. I mean, the rock one I didn't think looked very good, but the Hogan and Triple H one I thought looked pretty good. Yeah. I was going to say, Triple H I really liked. Yeah. Um, Rock says that he definitely wants to come back to Australia and whoop some more candy ass. God bless him. In our main event of WWE Global Warning 2002, Brock Lesnar versus Triple H versus The Rock for the WWE Undisputed title. Triple H, he gets a face pop even though no matter what, he is a heel now. I'm still confused by this. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, no, I was about to say because, like, oh, because Brock's a bigger heel, but it's like the Rock's in the match, so who cares? Like, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. I don't. He like, there's no debating it. He admitted he beat the fuck out of Shawn Michaels twice now. I guess he's not a heel in Australia. Nah, dude, Australia said we love beating the fuck out of people. I don't know. Um, Cole says that this is actually Triple H's first match back since uh, he had an elbow injury. I did not know that was a thing. I didn't know that either. He said it, he was only out for a couple of weeks. It had to be something pretty minor. Yeah. Um, I know that... So they, they announced Triple H coming to the ring weighing in at 272 pounds, which sounds mighty heavy for Triple H. Yeah. And then they announced The Rock at 275. There was okay. absolutely no way The Rock no. is 275 in 2002. Hell no. Hell no. Dude, Rock, lo- Rock looked like a twig compared to what he looks like now. Yeah, and and I'm not saying he's small, but he was the smallest guy in this match. Yeah. He shouldn't be that close to the other guy's weights. Nowhere close. He was probably 240, maybe. Yeah, that's somewhere around there. Yeah, like, th- there was no way. Uh, obligatory, we say this every show The Rock is on. Huge pop for The Rock. We get a stare down between all three men, Brock, Rock, and Triple H. I'm going to try my best not to fuck up saying, you know, Rock for Rock or Rock for Brock. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We'll warm up for SummerSlam, I guess. Uh, we get stare down between all three men. Uh, Brock charges the Rock, uh, but he eats some punches. Triple H punches Brock as well. Uh, they start alternating punches, Triple H and the Rock do, on Brock Lesnar. Uh, we get a double back elbow by Triple H and the Rock. Uh, a double clothesline. Uh, Brock over the top rope to the floor. Triple H clotheslines Rock. Rock goes headfirst into the corner and some punches. Uh, Triple H starts alternating punches and gut kicks. Uh, Rock is whipped to the corner, but he bounces off and just hits a clothesline on Triple H. Uh, Rock whips Lesnar back into the ring off the apron. Uh, We get some punches to Brock in the corner by uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, Triple H tries to stop it, but he eats some punches as well. Brock clotheslines The Rock. Uh, stomps to Rock, and then Triple H just like awkwardly watches while Brock is beating down Rock. Did y'all catch Michael that? Cole and Taz do try to do their best to cover for that, though. Yeah, they were like, oh, he's just uh, laying in wait. Like, it was weird. It's like, let Brock do the work. Yeah, he's being dust cerebral. Brock finally moves unless Triple H gets some offense in, some punches to the Rock. Both Brock and Triple H are just stalking the prey. They're just staring down the Rock while he's on the mat. Both men are just taunting him. Uh, Triple H goes for a punch, but he eats a few. 
and I don't know what to call this, but it, it's the typical Triple H thing where he like runs and he, he brings your face into his knee. I call yeah. it a knee face buster. I don't know what the technical term is, but uh, close enough. He did yeah. he did that thing. Yeah, I um, always call it a running knee, but uh, uh, funny enough, I know it's not. Sometimes I accidentally call it a kitchen sink. It's like it's definitely not. Yeah. Um, Brock clotheslines uh, Rock and Triple H uh, and gets a two count. Uh, Brock, I'm sorry, Brock clotheslines Rock and then Triple H covers them. And Brock just kind of lets Triple H cover the Rock. Yeah. Uh, which commentary brings up. They're saying, you know, that's the inexperience of Brock Lesnar. Uh, the heels, Brock and Triple H are alternating kicks to the Rock in the corner. Rock starts fighting back by alternating punches on Brock and Triple H. Triple H kicks Rock in the gut to stop these punches. Uh, Brock and Triple H miss a double clothesline and get one of their own. Brock, I'm sorry, see there it is, there it is. That's what happens. Rock whips Brock into Hunter. Hunter gets clotheslined, we get some punches to Brock. He's whipped into the ropes, but clotheslines Rock. Uh, Brock whips Rock to the ropes and awkwardly sort of misses a clothesline. Uh, and gets back body dropped over the top rope. Did you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. I think I missed that, actually. It was it was real awkward. Yeah, it was. Uh, all three are outside of the ring at this point. Uh, Rock throws Brock into the barricade, and Heyman doesn't like that, so he hits Rock, and of course Rock just no-sells it, and Heyman's scared. Uh, Rock is chasing Heyman around the ring, and then Triple H just lays in this disgusting clothesline on the Rock. Like, it looked rough. Yeah, I did. Uh, Triple H does the snake eyes uh, to the rock on the barricade. Uh, and then he hangs Brock up on the top rope. Uh, Triple H and Brock are now in the ring. Rock's still on the outside. Uh, we get some punches to Brock in the corner. Uh, stomps him in the corner and he choke. Brock reverses a whip to the corner and shoulder checks Triple H a shit ton of times. Uh, Taz brings up the fact that Brock Lesnar didn't hang out. Uh, with anyone while on this tour, despite the clip showing Brock at an autograph signing and the charity dinner. Well, you know. I mean, he they they knew they were showing those clips because they mentioned it on commentary. Yeah, so I, not, I don't have a good... It's not canon. Bro, that shit's canon. It's in the show. Why would Taz lie to me? I don't know. No, you know what? Here's a question, though. Now I think about it. Maybe... The uh, there's a pretty good chance the commentators only saw the matches by themselves. Yeah, but they were still thrown to the videos. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's what I'm saying, because they'd be like, later we're going to show you this video package. Yeah, you'd think they would have shown them the video so they know not to, like, fuck up like that. Yeah, it was kind of a little weird thing. Uh, Brock goes for a running shoulder check, but eats Triple H's flying knee. Is that the original V-Trigger? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, even though the moves are a bit different. Yeah, he doesn't do the pump. It, it's similar enough. I'll say that. It's similar enough. Uh, Triple H whips Brock uh, into Rock, who gets him into the corner, uh, punches in a spit punch that Brock sells by, like, jumping backwards into the turnbuckle. I thought that was fun. And I did really love how, like, prior, right just prior to that, like, after he got hit, he was kind of, like, scurrying to, like, get back on his feet. Yeah. Yeah, like Brock's Brock's a really good seller. Yeah, he's always been really good at selling if he wants to. Um, Triple H hits a neckbreaker on Rock for a two count. Uh, We have Spinebuster to Brock for a two count. 
Brock hits a neck breaker on Triple H for a two count when Brock breaks it up. Brock goes for the F5 on Rock, but Triple H kicks Brock in the gut and goes for the pedigree, but Brock back body drops Triple H for a reversal. A rock bottom attempt, but Brock elbows his way out. Triple H is clotheslined out of the ring by Brock, uh, and Brock hits a belly-to-belly on the rock. Uh, Triple H gets up on the apron, and Brock throws Triple H headfirst into the top of the ring post. We get a clothesline to the rock by Brock. A uh, rock comes back with punches, uh, but gets locked in that bear hug. And we cut to Triple H. Uh, he is bleeding from the head now after being thrown into the ring post. I thought it was a little weird that he'd blade on what is essentially a house show. Yeah. yeah. But I think just like, I feel like maybe just because of the nature of the match, they thought it was worth the occasion. Well, this match wasn't good, so. <laughs> well, well, also, here's another thing. I also think perhaps the other side of it was that Triple H knew he was going to be the one, well, spoilers, he's the one who takes the pin. But Surprisingly. Yeah, but like, I think part of that was also like to make it look like he got beat up more to like protect him more, quote unquote. I, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Right. Uh, Rock starts punching his way out of the bear hug. Uh, Brock's F5 is reversed when the Rock actually lands on his feet. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this. There's blood on the camera, one of the camera lenses for the rest of the show. Yeah, I did notice that. Actually. Yeah, I did notice that too. Uh, it was kind of distracting. Uh, Brock misses a clothesline and gets hit with one himself. We get a DDT by the Rock for a two count. Uh, the sharpshooter gets locked in on Brock for a huge pop. Uh, Triple H breaks it up with a clothesline. Uh, Rock tries to whip Triple H to the ropes, but Triple H reverses and hits the pedigree. Uh, Brock breaks that up for a two count. We get an F5 to Triple H for a two count when The Rock breaks it up. Uh, we get some punches by Brock to The Rock. A whip to the rope is reversed by Spinebuster by Rock. Rock hits the people's elbow for a two count. Heyman is ecstatic for this. He's celebrating that kick out by jumping up on the apron. He's freaking out. Uh, Rock gets in his face and punches Heyman off the apron. Uh, Brock uses that distraction to actually hit the F5 on Rock, and Triple H breaks it up at two. Uh, we get a pedigree to Brock for a two count. Triple H is arguing with the ref. We get a rock bottom to Triple H for the three count. That's the end of that match. I didn't yeah. really care for it. It just kind of felt like a bunch of moves and then kick out of finishers and I was gonna say they were just kind of spamming their finishers the whole yeah. time it felt like yeah because Brock went for an F5 kind of early on in the match actually yeah I liked the first half where like Triple H was just like playing the waiting game and forming an alliance with whoever had the advantage I feel like that was really the only like interesting thing about the match and that's like when it and that's even then it's like at the moments when it wasn't kind of awkward yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there were other good parts. I agree with yeah. you 100%. Yeah, but, like, I think also, like, even, like, when he was teaming with him, there was one moment in particular that was kind of weird where it's, like, Triple H just kind of, like, walked over to Brock, and Brock was just kind of stomping, and, like, Triple H is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get in on this, but Brock's not even letting him in, and it's, like, it looked yeah. like Triple H just, like, straight up didn't know what to do, and then he's yeah. backed off again. <laughs> yeah. Um. So after this, Taz and Michael Cole immediately sign off of commentary. Uh, there's no commentary for the uh, the last like 15 minutes of the show. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, Brock starts stomping the rock, uh, and Heyman slides a chair in, and he goes to hit the rock with it, but Triple H gets the chair from him. 
Uh, and funny enough, Triple H and The Rock do a double spit punch to Brock over the top rope. Uh, Heyman starts punching The Rock, and The Rock is no selling it. Heyman's scared shitless. He is begging to not get his ass beat by The Rock and Triple H right now. Uh, eventually, he actually shakes The Rock's hand. Um, Rock was being nice, and he goes to shake Triple H's hand, but Triple H isn't going to play that nice, and he hits a pedigree. We get a people elbow, uh, people's elbow by The Rock after Triple H gets The Rock's elbow pad back from earlier. Uh, and then Triple H hits a people's elbow of his own, and he celebrates and leaves. Uh, and Rock cuts one small promo. Uh, he does, you know, it's finally The Rock has come back to Melbourne. Uh, he says he's been doing three things. He's been eating kangaroo steak, laying the smackdown on candy asses, and he's gotten himself some Australian pie, which gets a big pop. Um, and then he pulls a Paul Heyman here, and he says, The Rock's got four words for you. Much love and thank you. That's five words. And doesn't count. It's not a word. That's a filler. Yeah, that's five I'm, words. I'm, 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 I'm making up bullshit. That, I'm, just, I'm fucking with you. And then The Rock says, if you smell what The Rock is cooking and that's the end of our first pay-per-view review WWE global warning 2002 what did you guys think of the show i think overall it was fun i mean like we've discussed it had it had its bad moments but like for essentially a glorified house show it was fun i think the middle chunk of the show was the best and the beginning and the end parts weren't that great i would agree with you dean um, yeah, I thought there was some fun matches on here. Uh, the main event didn't do anything for me. Six-star uh, bra and panties match with the most amazing hip toss in company history. Bro, if we could get a, a mixed tag bra and panties, let's get Bubba and Tori versus Big Show and Stacy. I think we got the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania 37, baby, let's do it. I would just like to say once again, Big Show is going to be world champion. Uh, In three months? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't want to see it. Um, So I guess we'll do what we do every time, even though there's not a lot of segments here. Uh, What was your guys' favorite segment of the show? Kurt Angle Angle and Young Americans. I feel like that was way too easy. Kurt Angle just shows that he's got natural charisma. He's a funny guy. Yeah. He's a likable guy. Um and I could be wrong, but I think at this time, maybe maybe not now, maybe it's like when he comes back to SmackDown. I remember Kurt saying when he left the company, he was actually like the highest paid guy on SmackDown. He wasn't on SmackDown when he left. He was on ECW. Oh, oh. Yeah, he was on ECW, but I guess he was saying that when he was on SmackDown, like he was actually being positioned as like the highest paid guy at the time. That's not surprising. Yeah, like even more so than like The Undertaker, which at the time was surprising, but I think it's also just the fact that Kurt Angle was wrestling a lot more. He was wrestling a lot more, plus he was champ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And favorite match? I'll start with Damon. Mm, see, I'm, I really had to think this over during the show because I couldn't decide between the two cruiserweight matches, like the tag match and the cruiserweight title match, but I'm going to go the tag match. Yeah, I I gotta go with the tag match too. I actually really? was I actually was debating it myself as well, but I gotta go with the tag match. 
I think this is our first time we kind of uh, differ on on our favorite match. I would have to go with Jamie Noble versus Hurricane. See, I'll give you that. But I think, like Dean said earlier, you're a bit biased because you love all three of them to pieces. Well, of course I love all th- Of course there's bias. I mean, is that really bias, though? I you mean, could argue there's bias any time you pick a favorite match. You're, you're most likely going to pick the, the match with the people you like the most. That's why it's your favorite. Yeah, but I would I, argue the performance as well. Like if Edge puts on a stinker, Edge puts on a stinker. Like which he kind of, sort of. I mean, it wasn't that good. It yeah, wasn't that I, bad. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that bad. Good. But it wasn't that good. Right. Well, see, that's kind of the thing about like a lot of the Chris Jericho matches that we've watched is that I keep wanting to like his matches more than I do, but they always end up not feeling well. Except for the except for the cage match. I take that back. The cage match from the first week that was good. That was yes. good. Right. Like, but like so, like his match with Rob Van Dam, which is kind of mm, yeah. Like th- this match with Edge was, mm, you know, I really want to say Chris Jericho, but like it just he hasn't been the guy for me the last while. Plus, y'all want to talk about bias? Did I say that Shannon Moore and Hurricane versus Billy and Chuck was my favorite match? No. All right, all right. I, but I love Hurricane and Shannon Moore. Well, One I of those think- is more embarrassing to admit than the other. I'll let you decide. <laughs> Yeah, good point. I I guess I guess for me, I I think maybe I think well, actually I'll say this. It's two things. One, I just legitimately think the tag team match was better. But two, also just like I think Nidia just like I don't know, man. Nidia's Nidia's grating on me, man. Nidia got you acting up. Um, um see that's <laughs> why I need to stay away from her and Jamie Noble. I don't trust them. <laughs> that's fair. I'm not sure I even trust them. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our first pay-per-view review, WWE Global Warning 2002. We'll be back next week with yet another Raw and SmackDown. Um, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, Ruthless Recap. You follow us on Instagram at Ruthless Recap and obviously Ruthless Recap on Spotify. That is the end of this episode, and we'll see you next week. See y'all. See y'all later. Goodbye, everybody.